Hey friends, thanks for joining us today and tuning into End of the Night, our podcast spotlighting creative professionals in the Midwest and around the country who are pushing the boundaries and celebrations in hospitality. If you've just joined us, we are so glad you're here. I'm Cassie Anderson, owner and creative director of Cassie Rose Events, and I've been producing milestone celebrations from coast to coast for over a decade. Every celebration reminds me of the remarkable contributions on behalf of the creative team, the people behind the brands who've captured our attention as colleagues and that of our clients. Which brings me to the Shinola Hotel, the coolest kid on the block here in Detroit. Yep, that's right. We've got an X factor you may or may not be aware of, but it's tangible and growing and much to the credit of this exceptional brand who you may know for their incredible watches, but whose hospitality concept has impressed many. Their chic, architecturally inspired space feels super inviting and luxurious at the same time. And today, Mary Catherine Moore, the director of events and catering, sits down with me to chat about how the soul of Detroit was the perfect breeding ground for this masterpiece of a hotel, and how luxury service and hospitality has become synonymous with safety in this modern age. Mary Catherine also gives us the scoop on the real meaning behind the name of one of the most coveted event spaces in Detroit, Shinola Hotel's Birdie Room. So sit back and imagine you're having an incredible bowl of homemade pasta and enjoying a glass of Barolo. Stay a while and enjoy the conversation. Hi, Mary Catherine. How's it going? Hello. Good, good. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Can you tell us a little bit about your journey and how you ended up here? I grew up in Nashville, Tennessee, actually, and moved to New York City for college and stayed in New York for a little over a decade after college. Took a little break to live in Paris because I could. So I just did that for a minute. Oh, pardon. (laughs) Oh, wait. Um, So went back to New York and was there for another five or six years. And I've been working for the same hospitality group for a long time. It's actually will be eight years this March. I've been at my last property uh, for about two and a half years. I'm starting to feel like, you know, kind of maybe ready for the next one. What's opening? And they were like, well, do you want to move to Detroit? And I was like, I never been to Detroit. (laughs) But around that time, I was also starting to feel like ready for a new city. So the timing was pretty crazy. I came out for 36 hours to look at the hotel and spend some time in Detroit and decided to make the move like on the flight home, which is kind of spontaneous, but it worked out really well. What do you think was the deciding factor? What stood out in those 36 hours that made you think like, yeah, I could leave New York for this? I think I felt that potential. And then I definitely was sold on working with the Shinola brand and being able to open a new program. So it was kind of just like a lot all at once. And I just kind of went with my gut and it's paid off. So (laughs) it's interesting to hear your perspective as someone who didn't grow up here and what was sort of impressive about the city upon your first visit. Because as you know, I am from the area originally and right. was in San Francisco for almost 10 years. My decision to move back was certainly, yes, I have you know family ties and, and things like that. But I also certainly felt that opportunity to be a part of something growing, the ability yeah. to be a part of defining what's new and defining mm-hmm. what's sort of happening and sort of redefining what's possible right. in a space that a lot of people maybe hadn't considered before. Yeah, totally. And I think I was also surprised by how strong people's ties are to this place. You know, whether you still live here or you're from here, but you live somewhere else, there really is just this Detroit pride. Absolutely. I'm curious, did anything surprise you about Detroit when you moved here? 
the hospitality community here especially was really just they welcomed me with open arms they were excited we were here as a company and, and as a project and you know I very very quickly felt like a part of that I just was really grateful for the warmth that's there and the I guess midwestern hospitality maybe it's Detroit hospitality yeah, I don't know but we'll take it <laughs> coming from the south or like that's a big thing and then kind of mixing that with life in New York where everyone is very direct. So I think here it's like a mixture of that warmth, but also being super direct. And I just jive with that. We've obviously done a number of events together and have a number on the books, mm-hmm. still on the books. <laughs> Crossing all the fingers into us, Cassie. <laughs> yes, ma'am, right now. One of the things that really stands out to me about what you and your team are doing there is it's the cool new kid on the block, right? It's a very Mm -hmm. coveted space, but also this really grounded approach to hospitality. Mm -hmm. How do you structure a team to produce really high-end events in a space that is very coveted and is very cool and chic while still maintaining that sincerity and groundedness? Shinola is all about authenticity, hospitality, great service without being stuffy or cold or making you feel other. If you walk into their retail stores, there's a personalized approach with very little pressure to sell, but they're like, do you want to just hang out and have a coffee? Or do you want to buy a watch? Or do you want to get a notebook? All of that just very soft sell, if you will. And NoHo has this three pillars that we talk about the first time we hire someone, which is smiling is number one. And smiling doesn't have to just be a physical action. It can also be in the way that you work with people and that warmth. One is being curious and just wanting to know about people, wanting to know more, wanting to learn, wanting to work and improve our craft. And the other one is being gracious. So no matter what comes at you, there are a lot of ups and downs in hospitality, a lot of things that can go right or wrong at events on a given day, being able to handle that under pressure and being able to handle that with grace and keeping hospitality and the guest at the front of that. If you keep those cores in front of everything that you do, it kind of all falls into place. So, you know, People feel heard, they feel part of the process, it's collaboration. And so hopefully the process of getting to whatever the product is, is just as great as what we end up with. It's so interesting to hear you talk about those three pillars. Internally for my business, we often talk about the four C's that sort of drive what we do. Competence, we want to be good at what we're doing. Mm -hmm. Confidence, we want to feel good about what we're doing. You know, we all know what confidence means. (laughs) Compassion for our clients, for the creative partners that we're working with. Mm -hmm. And then curiosity is our fourth C. Oh, nice. Curious about what the needs are and how you can meet those needs. Mm -hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, we're in the service industry. It doesn't matter what the event is. We're there to serve and to make it the best experience for our clients. And obviously, this year has presented so many challenges. How do you think that the pandemic changed the hospitality industry and the way people think about hospitality? luxury and boutique or high touch or top level service is going to become and I think has become synonymous with safety Mm -hmm. and how we take care of the guests, not just how we Mm -hmm. take care of you in terms of making you comfortable, but how we physically take care of your wellness, right? Your well-being, as well as how the staff is taken care of. And I think we can't separate those two things because staff safety impacts the guests and vice versa. You know, going out to eat and being in a restaurant or going to a party or going to a meeting, those are all very normal things. So being able to give people 90 minutes or two hours where they kind of forget where they are is also a luxury, right? It's a it's a treat. So if we're able to make them feel safe enough, even though your server is wearing masks and gloves and we're sanitizing tables, but you in those two hours kind of forget where you are and just enjoy some amazing homemade pasta 
and a really good glass of Barolo, then we've done a new service. It's a new level of hospitality. Absolutely. There's a lot of sacrifices happening on the back end by the staff, by the chefs, by the cooks, by everyone who works in the building to make that normal. And I hope that we can kind of remember that and keep that empathy and compassion on both sides, even post pandemic, because the expectations for quality and service haven't changed, honestly. They're the same, even though nothing is the same. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting hearing you speak to that two-hour time frame, working so hard behind the scenes to sort of make this space available. And I mean, yes, physically make sure that it's safe and those sorts of things, but just providing the space for those meaningful moments and that escape for people. And that's something that I think I've been noticing specifically in the events world, where I think people are holding everything a little bit more dear these days. People really want more meaningful events. For sure. One other question that I had for you is a little bit less heady, I promise. <laughs> Certainly one of the most coveted event spaces in Detroit right now is the Birdie Room mm-hmm. at Shinola. For those of you listening, if you haven't been there, I'll, I'll post some photos of it. It's, it's beautiful. But I believe there's a story behind the name, the Birdie Room. Yes. And I would love for you to share it. Yeah. If you wouldn't mind. <laughs> I'm happy to. Um, yeah. All of the spaces at the hotel, especially on our second floor where we do most of our weddings and our larger events and conferences all have a name that's inspired by the brand. So our ballroom Bixby Hall is named for Willard Bixby, who's the original owner of Shinola Shoe Polish. The Birdie is the name of the Shinola brand's first women's watch that came out in 2013. But the way that they launched it, I think is really where the fun part of the story is. So 2013, when Detroit declared bankruptcy, and every newspaper was talking about how Detroit was in just dire straits, and everything's terrible, and just awful press about this incredible city. And Shinola had launched earlier that year with their first watch, you know, they're built and based here in Detroit, and they were getting ready to launch their women's watch. And so to kind of change the narrative, they took out a New York Times ad, full page, that had photos of some of the team members at the factory, and a very vertical photo of the women's birdie <laughs> watch. And it basically said, for those who've written off Detroit, we give you the birdie. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a little tongue in cheek. It's proud. I think it's very witty. And it also showcases this beautiful product that's built you know, by Detroiters. So putting that in this room that is gorgeous, light-filled, just beautiful, full of greenery. It does have these architectural kind of beams, so it could have a bird cagey kind of feel. It just seemed to work. No, it's perfect. People call it the bird room or the bird cage, and like the birdie room just has this like softness to it. So yeah, it's a lot of fun. I love that story, and I I really do love that space. I love the bar in that space. I love just the way it feels when you walk in. It's it's spectacular. Mm-hmm. My last question for you is: I'm curious, and we've we've touched on this a little bit, but this industry as a whole is not your typical nine to five. It is crazy hours. It is particularly this year, crazy stress. And I would love to hear from you, you know, why do you do it? What brings you joy about this work and what, what makes it worth it to you? Yeah. I mean, hospitality and even specifically events is definitely a lifestyle as opposed to just a career. (laughs) You know, it impacts so much of what we do. And I think that that kind of cadence that events has where you're honestly working on like multiple productions at once, it's just always a little bit different. You know, it checks a creative box for me, as well as getting to work with lots of different types of people, not to mention that you're like a part of some of the most important days in these people's lives, like whether it's for a wedding, which has obvious, uh, you know, importance, or if you're working on a corporate event, and like that person may be working on this conference for months and months, and it's their chance to shine for their team. So you're helping them 
look good. Like there's all these different parts to it. We have a really incredible team here. They just have a spark and a joy for the work and they're constantly asking questions and wanting to learn. And if I can teach them just a little bit, I feel great. And I learn from them and every space and every program is different. So that also, it's just never the same day twice. That keeps me from getting bored, which is great. (laughs) And even more so brings joy and it's just a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, it really is a lifestyle. That's so well said. Exactly. It is so apparent in our partnership and the teams who are there working event day. I mean, it's a family in a lot of ways. And I can only imagine how how difficult this year has been, but also how ready and excited everyone is to get back to it also. Yeah. Well, especially too, when we we opened, a lot of our event team members came with us in day one. And we were working in a space that was still under construction, going through training, and then put up our first event that featured some of the most high-profile people. Like, if you had asked me to write the most stressful guest list ever, I couldn't have come up with this list. (laughs) And that was our first event. And so going from that, which was incredibly stressful, but ultimately successful, and the way that the program developed and the way that we finessed our service and just became a smoother and smoother operation and a closer and closer team, you can't buy that. You have to be there for it. You have to be part of the process. Absolutely. Well, we are right there with you for that whole process. And we are so excited to be partnering with you moving forward. And it has been so great chatting with you today. I'm so so glad that you were able to take the time. You're a joy to work with. I'm glad to hear that. Thanks. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Mary Catherine. And I'm sure I will be in that birdie room soon. Sounds good, Cassie. Thank you. Thanks again for tuning in to End of the Night. You can follow along with all the happenings at Shinola on Instagram at Shinola Hotel and on the web at ShinolaHotel.com. And over on our blog, Mary Catherine's also sharing a few delicious recipes from their in-house team at San Morello that may be the perfect addition to a celebration at home. Love the conversation? DM me at Cassie Rose Events on Instagram and let me know. Talk soon.